And good afternoon, good afternoon. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. News Talk 910. You got legal problems? I've got legal answers, all kinds of legal answers. I'd love to hear from you. Live, 3 to 4, News Talk 910. I'm the lawyer. Give it a call. You got a problem? We love those stories. 866-536-1000. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Really? I've got open lines. I've got David Brown doing research. 866-536-1000. Ken in Glendale. Len Tillum, Ken, why are you calling a lawyer? Hello, Ken? Yes. Okay. You're on the air, Ken. How come you're calling a lawyer? I'm calling uh, to see what I should do in terms of what type of contract I should write up. I'm wanting to, uh, my rent just went up in my apartment, and I wanted to see if I could negotiate by paying a lump sum in advance. Well, wait a minute. How much is your rent a month? It's, well, it's currently it's 950 beginning uh, April 1st. So you want to give the landlord about $11,000, $12,000? Yeah, it would be, uh, for 12 months, it'd be eleven four, and I was trying to see if maybe I could knock off 400 bucks by paying 11000 in advance. I'd offer them 10 Really? You're giving them a little, anybody tells you, you know, you, somebody said to somebody, I'll give you $900 a month, was it nine nine hundred? is that what you said, $900 a year? $950 a month. I'll give you 950 a month for a year, or you say, I'll give you $9,000. I would offer them nine, just, that's, or 10 Don't just knock off 400 bucks. You follow no, me I on don't. that? Yeah, I'd start, say, look, I'd like to prepay. you got to give him a reason why, though. He's going to get suspicious. Nobody wants to prepay. Why do you want to prepay? Um, I guess it's just, well, because currently I'm unemployed, and I just wanted to get one less headache. I mean, it's something I worry about month to month, and I figured if I just paid it off a year in advance, then all I have to worry about is just my bill, my monthly bill. Okay, now, wait a minute. You're unemployed, and you've got $10,000 extra laying around to throw at your landlord? Well, it's not really extra. It's out of my savings, so... Okay, look, here's the thing. First of all, if you're offering him a year in advance, I would look for like a 10 or 15% discount. So you offer him, you say to Layla, I'll pay you a year in advance. I'll give you $9,000. Really, get a few months rent free. Try that. Don't just okay. offer $400. Really, that that's not... So, you could put it in the bank and make more than $400 even in today's market. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean. In terms of what about, like, uh, for him to sign something and send something, he's not in the state of California. I have to mail this uh, check to Kentucky, so I was wondering if I should have something signed. You should absolutely. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. When you moved in, who signed the lease? The landlord or some agent? No, no, it's, 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 uh, it's a family. It's uh, owned by a family. Uh, I did sign it with the husband and wife. And... But they're in Kentucky. Did they come to Cal? Were they in California when you signed? Or you did it by the mail. Yes, they they just moved to Kentucky like maybe four or five years ago. Okay, so you call them up and you say, "Look, I would be willing to prepay. I'll give you nine thousand dollars. Send me." You say this to them because they want the money and they got more money for the lawyers. Send me something that modifies the contract, the lease. The lease is a contract. You, you just oh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry about that. I'm I'm not on a lease at all. I've been here for eleven years. Oh, so you're on a month-to-month? Yes. So why don't you say this? Just send me a simple lease that says you will, just a simple lease, you will rent it to me. We agree to rent it to you in exchange for $9,000 for one year, 12 months. Let's say it starts June 1st and it ends May 31st, or however many days there are in May. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And just a simple lease, and you'll pay them $9,000, all right? 
Okay, so no notarization needed or anything like that? Nothing like that, as long as they sign and you sign. But wait, wait a second. What if Princess Charming comes riding down in a Maserati and falls in love with you and your beautiful body and says, Ken, run away with me, get in my car, and we'll have wild sex at the beach, you know? I mean, what are you paying rent for when you can go live in her house with a pool and fool around with her gorgeous friends? Yeah, that's a slim possibility, but uh, at the same time, uh, I've I, I don't know. I've been here 11 years. What do you think? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. It's, it's I, you know, I, I like having the money in the bank. I, I wouldn't do it. You know, if you want to move, what if the landlord files bankruptcy? I don't know. It just don't do it. it that, that's my opinion, you know, and it is true. Princess Charming isn't going to fall in love with a guy who's unemployed right now. Go get a job. Go get a job, Ken. But um, before you sign anything, you call the landlord. You know, the other problem is the landlord's going to, all of a sudden, sometimes it's good, you know, they, they leave you alone, they don't raise the rent too often. You call up the landlord, say, I got 10000 extra dollars to give you. He's going to think, oh, maybe I should raise the rent to $1,000 a month. Oh, the less the land- you got a point there. Right, the less the landlord thinks about you, the better off you are. Forget Good this point. deal. You got it? Okay. Great. Thank you so much for your time, man. Go on with your life. Don't we all wish, wish for Princess Charming to come along in a Maserati? What would be bad? 866-536-1000. Let me stroke you a little bit with a few happy fantasies. I'm your guy, Gabe, in Marina, near Monterey. Len, tell him, Gabe, why are you calling a lawyer? Hey, Len, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, if I may just briefly set the, the scene for you. Be uh, my, my guest. I, my wife and I live in a uh, uh, town home-style apartment um, in this apartment complex. And these are uh, units that are two-story, two-bedroom, basically townhome apartments. You rent. You don't own. We rent. Okay. Um, and we are having a problem with uh, neighbors who basically just ha- let their kids be out of control. Give me, give me some examples um, of what these lunatic, wild animal kids do. I want to hear it. Well, it, it, they basically, uh, the neighbors, uh, now mind you, I, I should say there are quite a few families with kids. Yeah, but these, the ones the next door part, to you, they're particularly bad. Let me hear some stories. Uh, they, well, I'm visually impaired, and uh, when I've gone out there to ask them to quiet down, they've actually thrown a soccer ball at me and hit me in the face with it. The kids or the parents? The kids. <clears throat> How old are these kids? I'd uh, say about maybe 9, 10, 11 years old. Crazy kids like that? A 9-year-old kid throws a soccer ball in a guy's face? Yeah. Now, what the parents do? I bet they took out a strap and smacked that you-know-what out of those Actually, kids. Actually, the parents' response was, well, they were just playing. They're just kids. I think they're dangerous and weirdos. Have they ever threatened you or anything like that? Well, it's interesting you asked that because the other day uh, I stepped out on our balcony uh, I wanted to record the noise that they were making, and uh, I stepped out on the balcony. They saw me, and one of the kids says, oh, he's watching us again. The other kid w- yells out, I'm going to kill this guy if he keeps watching us. How old and, is this uh, kid? I actually got that on tape. How old is this kid? I'm guessing about nine years old. Okay. So I don't know if you can get a domestic violence restraining order against a nine-year-old kid, you know. Right. But um, have you complained to the landlord? Yes. Uh, I've spoken directly with the owners of the, uh, uh, of the apartment complex, and she said, uh, 
Well, I, you know, they're just kids, and this is a kid-friendly uh, apartment complex, so I, I'm not going to do anything about it. Now, these people are creating a nuisance. By the way, are the kids making noise later than 9 o'clock at night? They've been out there as late, I believe one time they were out there as late as midnight. Yeah. They let their kids run around making noise at midnight? What about, how many families in this complex? There are quite a few. And, and they, nobody cares? Nobody cares? Apparently, well, we actually had one neighbor who just moved uh, after living here for 12 years. And as we were talking to him, he said the reason he was moving is because of the noise. Yeah. When we moved here uh, four years ago almost, it was, it was a very nice, very quiet place. Okay. Uh, these people moved in two years ago, and it's been extremely noisy. And and, and they're right next door a, to you, is that right? They're actually they're not. They're a, a few doors down from where we, from where our apartment is. Uh, for some reason, though, they inevitably end up playing in front of our apartment. You um, can sue both the neighbors and the landlord for creating a nuisance. N u i s a n c e. The neighbors are responsible because they're annoying, and, and clearly, you'll tell the judge this is outrageous, throwing a ball in your face. And and the landlord is responsible because he's supposed to get rid of misbehaving tenants for the benefit of those living around him. So, right, you suing this landlord over this nuisance is kind of like what people in Berkeley did when they sue the landlords who had crack houses. You can sue. Okay. Do you know the, the tenants' names? We don't, and that's the, that was my question. If we filed the uh, small claims suit... You can sue uh, them as John Doe's, but okay. that, you know, there's a discovery process before trial, and you're not... In, see, when you, you're going through discovery, you need lawyers, and it's, it's regular court. I'm talking about small claims court. You, right. don't, you can't see their names? It's not on the mailbox or something like no. that? Uh, no, my, I had my wife check, and there are no names on the mailboxes. Now, we did um, just do a, a, a quick Google search the other day, put in the address, and it came up with a name. We're not sure that it's them. Well, check it. You've you, you got to get their names. And, and here's okay. another thing. These people are kind of violent weirdos. I mean, right. if you sue them in small claims court, you know, they're going to get papers served on them by a cop, have the sheriff do it. And then it's going to be two or three weeks while they're just stewing and getting crazy. Who knows what they may do to you? Right. You, you know, I, I mean, um, are other neighbors bothered by this? Have the other people complained? Uh, I don't know if other people have complained. I see. I would talk to the other neighbors about this. And if right. all of you can act together and sue them, it would be much better because otherwise they're going to say, look, this is just they're going to claim you are just one sensitive, super sensitive guy and nobody right. else is complaining. And let me let me point out another thing. Suing people is difficult in, in the sense that it's going to put you in some physical danger with lunatics like this. That, that was kind of what we feared. I mean, they're going to key your car or put sugar in it. Who knows? You got a dog. They'll kill your dog or poison your cat. These people are crazy. Right. What about moving? I mean, it's not such a bad idea. We thought about it. Uh, my the move wouldn't be a, a a problem for me because I work from home. My wife, she loves where we live because it's within ten minutes of of where she works. So uh, it's look, a very short commute. I'm telling you, you better talk to each other about what are the crazy things these people can do while they're sitting there stewing about the fact that those bastards, meaning you, sued us. You know right. what I mean? Right. Uh, I mean, it may be a bit of physical danger, but um, you can sue them in small claims court. You live in Monterey County, right? Yes. Check out the small claims courts in Monterey County, the form, small claims court 
forms. Go see if you okay. can find any other neighbors you can talk to or find okay. out their names. Have you talked? It's a large complex. Does the building have a supervisor? Yes, and she has spoken to them quite a few times. Ask the supervisor what their name is. You say, gee, I got some mail here. It was delivered to me. Who is so-and-so? What's the name of those people? The super, you know, See if they'll tell you. Find out their names. If you're going to sue them, sue them. But just be aware, it's not without physical danger. Yeah, see, that's, uh, like I said, that's kind of what we fear. Uh, I mean, I, I fear that, too. I worry. People get berserk. The papers are sitting around. They may decide what, you know, who knows what they'll do. So be careful out there. Those people don't sound very nice or friendly. The kid, a nine-year-old kid is already raised to say, I'll kill you. Be careful. Stick around. We got more. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. 866-536-1000. You got legal problems? I've got all kinds of legal answers. I've got open lines. I'd love to hear from you. The lines are open now. Come on. Give us a call. We love those stories. Rick in San Francisco. Len Tillum, Rick. How come you're calling a lawyer? Hello, Rick? Hello, Rick? Are you there? Let's try that. Well, we lost Rick. David, David, we lost Rick. See if we can get him back. I don't know what happened to that guy. Let's see what's going on here. We have David in Alameda. David, Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hello, how are you? Good. What's going on? Okay, well, um, my brother um, and I share property in the rural Santa Cruz County, and he had this outbuilding that he allowed this guy, you know, last summer to live for a couple months, and they dragged on for eight months, and the guy, you know, I'll, I'll help, I'll pay rent occasionally, and blah, blah, I never did any of that. We finally got rid of him uh, two weeks ago, but he left the car, uh, which is either not operable or sketchily operable, and... Uh, no forwarding information. We have no telephone number on the guy. We only know he's in this town 30 miles away. You know, I want to know what we can do about getting rid of this. And it's a piece of junk, right? Piece of junk, yeah. yeah it's abandoned. I mean, really, I wouldn't deal with all the legal ramifications of notification the owner. Have contact a towing company and have the vehicle towed to the impound lot. It may cost you a few hundred bucks. Let them deal with it. It's an abandoned vehicle. Um, just have it towed away. The tow yard will keep it for a month and hold a lien sale. That's all. I mean, that's how you're going to have to hire somebody to get rid of it. That's what you're going to have to do. You don't have the pink slip. And was it just, was it even have tires on it or it's sitting on uh, you know, cinder blocks? Well, it's got tires. It's got tires, but the windows have been up and it's exposed to the weather, all that stuff. You may have um, to get it towed to a junkyard. That, that, that's what you have to do. You have to get rid of it. It's an abandoned vehicle. You got it? That's what you need to do. And, and so uh, we, have to, we have to pay, say, uh, uh, no, 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 wait. I, w- w- wake up and smell the coffee, David. Come on. You let this guy live there for nothing for months. He doesn't pay rent. He's a low-life dog. And, and you're going to go find him, and he's going to give you money to move the car out. Good idea. Why don't you do that? No, I want to get rid of it. Um, and and so the, it's, it's just like getting it towed, and they won't question because we're not the owners. So. No, it's been abandoned on your property. You ever see signs that say, if you leave your car here or you park it here, it'll be towed away? I've got a parking lot in back of my office. Somebody once left a car there, and, and it was there for a couple of weeks. I mean, they just disappeared, and I called a tow yard. We said, you know, after a while, we need the parking in the office. And 
it, it turns out the tow wait, wait, wait. the tow yard said, "Oh, you got to pay us a few hundred bucks, and we'll do it." So you're going to have to pay to do it. They're not going to do it for nothing. But you can get rid of it. It's abandoned. It's you know you're not selling it, and it'll be impounded, and they'll take care of it or scrap it. They know what to do. Hopefully, that's what you can do. It's not always so easy. You got it. Okay, so there's no, like, you have to wait a month or anything. I really no, you don't have to wait a month. Call up any of you. live in Alameda. So call up any of the yeah, tow yards and ask them. You got it? Just, okay. And, and you're going to have to pay to get rid of it. Get, it's not in Alameda. It's in Santa Cruz. I'm sorry. You live in Alameda. The property's in Santa Cruz, right? Right, right. Call up someplace in yeah. Santa Cruz. Go find impound lots, tow yards. And call them and ask okay. them what to do. They'll take care of it. You don't need lawyers and 30 days notice, none of that crap. All right? Okay. Thank okay. you. We got Rick back. Hey, Rick in San Francisco, Len Tillum. Why are you calling a lawyer, Rick? Uh, hey, Len, love your show. I never thought I'd be calling, though. Yeah, every once in a while you get a kick in the ass, right? Welcome to the universe. What's going on, Rick? Hey, um, I have, uh, it's about my girlfriend. Uh, she had, a uh, couple months ago, she um, had a, lump in one of her breasts and had to have surgery and part of it removed mm-hmm. and last week she went back for a checkup because she was having issues and um during the procedure they gave her a big series of shots um actually in different different places mm-hmm. and they gave her some medication to take and um so she left the doctor's office and on the way home she decided to stop at um you know one of these or name the store. It's okay. You can name the store. Okay. So she stopped at Costco. Oh, I like Costco. I go there all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a good store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, yeah, we go there. I buy more stuff that I need every time, but it's such a bargain. Please go on. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, so the all the, the shots and the, everything's making her really loopy. So she's getting loopier as she goes. And as you know, when you start getting loopy, it affects your judgment. And she's shopping. She has her cart. And anytime she has her cart, she finds something she needs, she puts it in the cart. That's why Costco does so well. So, yeah. So she's filling up the cart. But when she's walking away from the cart to look for something, um, you know, including uh, you know, a duck and uh, a couple other things, she just, to her, it made sense to put them in her purse. Now, wait, wait, so let's cut this short. Are you telling me she got caught at Costco shoplifting a roast duck? A roast, Yeah. In other words, when you're leaving Costco, you know, the guy looks at your, um, you're leaving Costco, he looks at what you bought, he looks at the uh, the tape, you know, that you got from the register, and he checks it off with a yellow pen, and you leave. Right. So when he's checking off the pen, he says, what's in your purse? And they got her, right? Uh, yeah, and she, I mean, she barely made it out of the store because she was, um, she was so obvious to do it. I mean, she basically just, like, picked it up. Yeah, I got it. Okay, so did they call the cops? Yes. And she got arrested for shoplifting? Yes. Okay. Does she have a prior criminal record? Nope. Totally so clean. what you're saying is maybe she was so drugged up by the antibiotics that she didn't know what she was doing, right? Something like that. Right. Yep. It's not impossible. There are antibiotics out there that do cause people to become disoriented. It could happen. But um, I wouldn't spend a lot of money on lawyers fighting this. Shoplifting, oh, no. it was less than 400 bucks. How much was the rose duck about? Uh, about $30. Okay, it's it, it's a misdemeanor at most. Shoplifting isn't a serious crime. Um, it might even be prosecuted as an infraction. It could be a misdemeanor or an infraction, like a, an infraction to traffic ticket. And, okay. you know, she's got Costco video cameras. Stores are very smart. 
I would not take this to a, a, a judge or a, I wouldn't go to trial with it because a judge would be able a jury might find her guilty. But also, does your girlfriend work or does she not work and not have much money? Uh, she doesn't work, uh, but she has plenty of money from her previous job. She's doing quite well. Okay, but well, I, I, okay. So here, here's the thing: she should show up in court because uh, if you apply for public, a lawyer will charge you five ten thousand dollars if you got plenty of money in the bank. Oh yeah, yeah, we're not planning on. Okay, so work. she should go to court and say on the first day, Your Honor, can I get diversion? D I V E R S I O N. They don't. I've never been in trouble before. Diversion is where you don't plead guilty. You take some classes on shoplifting or whatever. And if you don't get in trouble again, they dismiss it. You got it? So she, here's what she should do. She should say, Your Honor, can I get diversion? And if it's going out like an infraction, that's a traffic ticket. It's not a misdemeanor. She could even if the judge says, no, we have to set a date. She says, Your, and then you say, Your Honor, can I have a copy of the police report and I'll go talk to a lawyer and you call me back. Get the police report. See what it says. But see what she's charged with and go for diversion and don't hire a lawyer yet. Okay? Okay. Should she even bring up the fact that she just left the doctor's office? They, they will not have time for that. Don't you understand? It's an arraignment. Yeah. They don't have time okay. for nothing there. They just want to move the cases. You, you follow me? They just yep. they don't want to know nothing. All she wants to know is say quickly, Your Honor, can I get diversion? And they'll say, Well, we'll look into it. Or you may have to come back. She can say, I don't want to hire a lawyer. Can I get diversion? That's not guilty or innocent. If the judge says no, you say, Well, then before we enter a plea, can I have the police report? And then call me back. We'll talk and figure out what to do. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thank there you, you go. Stick around. We got lots more. This woman was called and arrested. They did a 5150 on her. You know, she was 5150. You know, they put you away for three days involuntarily at a garage sale. If that isn't a great story, I do not know what is. You stick around. Also, I've got open lines, 866-536-1000. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. I've got open lines, 866-536-1000. Pick up the phone and give me a call. Jennifer in San Anselmo. Len Tillum, Jennifer, why are you calling a lawyer? Okay, I've never had a restraining order taken out on me, but um, anyway, there, there was a garage sale on uh, last summer and of, of our group of tenants in the apartment, and um, this one woman doesn't like me, and I, I wasn't aware of it because I don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff. Um, and she was teasing me all day. I, I wasn't aware of it. Anyways. Wait, wait. She was teasing you? Yeah, that's what the other people say. She was egging me on all day. Like, give, a, give me an example. Uh, I have a lot of antiques from my mother. Um, and I, So I had a lot of merchandise. And so I kind of, ups, I, I guess they, they felt upstaged or something by all the merchandise I had. Yeah, you had and, good um, stuff and they had crap, right? Yeah, I yeah. got it. And you know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not like that. I don't, I don't go around saying stuff like that or feeling stuff like that. I just thought it was an, it was my idea to have the garage sale. Right. So, we're having a nice day, or so I thought. Um, and uh, this woman, according to the others, was egging me on all day. I wasn't aware of it, as I said. Now around four thirty, it escalated, and she said something to me, and I was looking right at her face, and she said, "You're a fifty-one fifty. That." And then on, I remember, what did you call me? Because I know what that means. Yeah, what, what do you think? Wait, 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 Jennifer, what do you think 5150 means? It's a psychiatric hold. It's a three-day 
uh, exactly. Right, right. 5150 is when, you know, they catch you walking down the street in a nightgown with an egg on your head. You know what I mean? Or you're really out there. Three days they lock you up. Right. Involuntary hold. 5150. You got it right. Please go on. Okay. So, um, that blew, that, that, that angered me, and I screamed. And everybody says they were afraid of my scream. And I said, well, that's good, because how it ended up was the entire complex was bullying me for the rest of the weekend because they didn't want me to park in some guy's space. It's a long story. It was ridiculous. And um, so uh, the whole weekend was hell. But these... But I, then what happened? Tell me what happened then. I got it so far. About two or three weeks later... Um, she, she decided that I had hit her or had subbed her, and she was going to file a restraining order for um, elder abuse. So she did. How, how old are I you? To, how old are you, Jennifer? I'm 50. How old is that woman? 67. Okay, so did she file a restraining order on you? She filed a temporary, and I went to that hearing. Okay. I told the judge, I said, this lady smokes pot 24 hours a day, seven days a week. She doesn't like me. I don't know why. Um, but I've never done anything. Wait, wait. Let, let me help you. So at the temporary restraining order, did the judge file a restraining order against you or make it like mutual? Both of you stay away from each other? No. See, um, it, it's, it's three meters. It's not 100 feet or anything. I mean... I told the judge, I said, I've taken care of old people all my life. My mother and my father just passed away. Jennifer, 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 please. I'm sure you have lots of anecdotes, but let let me stay with me. Stay here a second. Listen to me. You went to a temporary restraining hearing. What happened? What did the judge decide at the end at the temporary restraining hearing? At the TRO, what did the judge decide? She said if I... She's going to give me a chance to move out by January, and if I wasn't out by January, then they would revisit the issue. Did they revisit so, the issue? Was there another hearing in January? Yes. And Did you go? You stay with me, lady. Stay with me. You're on the stand. Just answer the question. I'm here. Okay. Yes. Did you go to the no, second? I did not go to the. No, I did not. Okay. Did the judge order a permanent restraining order in January against you? Yes. Okay. Yes. So. Now, and that was back in January 2013, this no, year? No, that was this year. Yeah. Okay, January this year. Okay, so I understand that. Why are you... Don't tell me any more of the story. I got it. Tell me okay. why you're calling me. What's the question? I have since gotten two letters from the other tenants that, you know, testified they know that, that I never hit her because they were there the whole time. And she was trying to get other people to go to court, and they wouldn't. These are things I found out as time went by. So, wait, 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 wait. Listen to me. So, do you, are you calling because you want the permanent restraining order removed? Yes. That's why you're yes. calling. Yes. Okay, I can I, answer that. I have that. these two letters. I have two letters from two witnesses. Okay. And, um, th- you know, saying that I never touched her. Okay, and stop. And witness, I never touched her. I believe so you. Will you, I, will you stop I talking? I my record. I'm going to have to get a restraining order on your mouth. Will you stop talking a second and leave it to me? Okay? My turn. Okay. You're out of order. At this yeah. point, Jennifer, don't say a word. Just listen. There's nothing you can do. The judgment was entered into you in a court of record in December. The notice of entry of judgment was mailed to you. And after that happened, you only have 60 days from that date to file an appeal. Where here we are, you know, way beyond 60 days from when that happened. So it's been more than 60 days. And even if you did, you know, within 60 days, January to February, like in February, you know what I mean? January, yeah, February, end of February, you filed a timely appeal. You can't appeal on the basis of new facts. 
It, it's not like you are on death row and they found out through DNA testing you're innocent. It ain't that. You know, you didn't rape the lady. You know, something like that. It ain't DNA testing. This was a, not a criminal conviction. A rest, you got to get this. A restraining order is a civil matter. That means the fact that there are new facts don't matter. It's over. The courts don't like to do crap over and over again. This means you have to prove that either the judge improperly applied the law or you have to prove that given the evidence at trial, not the new evidence, given the evidence at trial, there was no possible way the judge could have ruled in favor of this other woman. Okay, so there's nothing you can do. You got that so far, that's over. But let me ask you another question. I want to help you further. Think of it this way. What's so terrible about, have you been sued by this woman? What's the problem with this civil harassment restraining order she's got against you? All it means is that you have to stay away from her. Oh, also, you can't possess firearms. You got any guns in your house? No. So what's the problem? There's this restraining order. It's not the end of the world. I don't record. There's no record. There's no criminal record. There's no criminal. This is not a criminal conviction. Well, if I go apply for a job at a child care center or if I apply to take care of an elderly person, they're going to see that. You know, I'm not a violent person. and It's I, too I, late, Jennifer. I'm not sure they're going to see it. David, if you go to apply for, in Marin County for a job with an elderly person, does that come up on a record check? Uh, David gives me a good lawyer answer. It depends on the county. I know like in Marin County... I'm sorry, in, in, um, it's a matter of local ordinance. I know in Napa County recently they're looking at that. I don't know if they do it in, in, in Marin County. So I wouldn't worry about it, okay? Right? Because um, Napa County recently started regulating home caregivers and requires background checks. I'm not so sure it's going on in Marin County. So stop worrying. Don't worry. Be happy. It's over, okay? Right. <laughs> I know it's not fair. The truth wasn't told. I mean, Jennifer, Jennifer, we lie like dogs all the time. You know what I mean? Me, you, everybody lies all the time. I agree. So God doesn't come and strike. You know, this woman, she said, I swear to God, promise to tell the truth. Lightning did not strike her when she lied. God didn't come and write on the courthouse wall. Forget about it. You had your day in court. And by the way. Lumpo, and I will call you Lumpo, you didn't show up. You know, you had the second hearing and you didn't show up. Goodbye. Too late. Thanks for calling. It was a great story. Hey, hey, Raymond, that's the call of the day. All right? That's definitely a great call. John in San Francisco. Len, tell him, John, how come you're calling a lawyer? I'm a small wholesale distributor, distribution company. And we have a customer who owes us money, owes us about $2,600, has paid a portion of their balance, but has had their attorneys put on the check payment in full. So my question is, if we cash this check, can we go after them for the balance on their account, or is this it? That's it. He's going to screw you. Follow me. Um, That's what's called an offer in compromise. Um, And this guy says to you, I'm not going to pay the bill. Well, for whatever reason, he's fighting with you right now, right? He doesn't think he owes you $2,700, right? Right. How much does he think he owes you? Um, you know, I'm not sure what the number is. They sent us a check for just under 1200 Here's the thing. This is it. All of you should know this. If, so- if, somebody, if you think somebody owes you $2,700 and they send you a check for $1,200, what this guy's saying to you is take it or leave it or drop dead. It's a take or leave it proposition. 
If you take the $1,000, you'll write off the balance of the, the $1,100 or $1,200. You'll write off the balance of the bill. If you decline, if you do not cash the check, you can sue the client in small claims court for the entire bill. But you got that? So if you write paid in full and somebody says you owe more money, or even if you do owe more money, and they cash the check, it's over. It's an offer in compromise. You got that? Okay. Now, wait. Apply it to a previous statement? No, no. Don't. I'm telling you. This guy's saying, I'm going to give you $1,200 to compromise it. If you cash the check, you're taking the deal. That's it. So you're a businessman, right? You're a wholesale distributor. What do you distribute? Contact lenses. This is a business decision. If you still think you can make money, the, the guy, what is he, some optometrist who ripped you off? Is that what happened? No, they're a national wholesale distributor themselves. Oh, so... You want to assume you, you want to assume in small. Do you think this guy is going to give you any more business in the future? These or you're done with them, right? We're done with them. Okay. So the question is, you can sue them in small claims court if you've got evidence, and um, take it, or you can take the twelve hundred dollars, and that's the end of the story. But that's all you can do. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. What are you going to do? I'll probably cash your check. Yeah, you know, deadbeats, that's what I would do. Take the $1,200. Why don't you call the guy up and say, look, here's what I would do. Here's another thing I would do. Just because their horse is behind. So just call them up and say, look, I don't want to sue you in small claims court. Why don't you send me a check for like another 500 bucks and put a payment full in that. Send me 1750 Let's split the difference. And I'll take it. Otherwise, I may have to sue you in small claims court. And then if he says drop dead, cash the check, end the story. You know, life is a flea market. You can bargain for a few extra bucks, right? Yeah, well, that makes sense. We'll give that a shot. Yeah, try that. But um, otherwise, take the money and run, you know? Really. Because then collecting and suing. And you want to spend half a day in small claims court sitting on a hard bench? No. Got it? No, and they're in Florida and we're here. So. Yeah, yeah. See if you can get a few more bucks. Oh, definitely. By the way, here's another question for you. How many months did it, were you keep shipping them contact lenses and they kept not paying, or was it just one deal? No, they were paying uh, some of their balances, some of their invoices every single month. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they've been a customer for 12 years. All right. It happens. Who knows what's going on with them? So uh, not the, you made money on them over the 12 years. Take the money and run. Okay? Okay. That, that's what I would say. Len Tillum, News Talk 910.